0: What's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is Good Morning Liberty. I'm Nate Thurston. Our co-host, Charlie, is not here because that's normal, I guess. He's just not here, but don't worry. I am sitting down with Kimberly Emery Kimberly, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great.
0: That took an effort still Eight? to not say uh, Kimmery. Wow. <laughs> okay, why don't you give yourself an introduction?
1: Hey, Yeah, so I'm Kimberly. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and master addiction counselor and a certified clinical trauma specialist. I forgot when I started speaking yesterday. <laughs> I always feel like a nerd when I go down the list. So I didn't and then things came up in my talk where I was like, oh yeah, also I know about this. Um, so I'm a counselor. I'm a yeah. doctoral candidate at a university. And I have worked since 2016 with sex offenders okay um, among other populations mm-hmm. but so I specialize in treating both survivors of abuse and perpetuators perpetuators of abuse
0: that's that's interesting. so I, I didn't realize that there were people who actually worked with sex offenders too. You always think it would just be with the other side mm-hmm. of the equation So maybe we can talk about that a little bit because that's a world that I think maybe a lot of people don't know exists. It's, yeah,
1: it's wild and it's some of the more fun counselors yeah. that I've worked with and some of the freakier counselors I've worked with too, but it's, it, that's a fun conference. Yeah, so, um,
0: <laughs> so yesterday we caught your speech. Uh, you were talking about gaslighting uh, and we Charlie and I have said before that we are essentially in an abusive relationship with the government. This narcissists controlling our lives and gaslighting us at every turn Uh, so you can give people a little bit of the background Uh, just do the whole thing actually right now but only like 15 minutes well
1: cool because it was originally you know prepared for 90 minutes then 15 minutes yeah Um, so basically yeah we're in an abusive relationship with the government i operate from the definition that abuse is the misuse of power and control that's How I work with people who perpetrate abuse Mm -hmm. is teaching them about abusive patterns and abusive behaviors and helping them to understand why they do it, what they're trying to get and to change those patterns. And our government's a system. So if I back up for a minute, marriage and family therapists are trained to work within the family system so a family system is basically individuals who engage in a pattern of behaviors Mm -hmm. it's not one person's fault there's rules boundaries everybody's sort of either overtly or covertly agreed to alliances that occur power differentials that occur uh, which is kind of like our government and so for me it's just an easy connection to watching abusive Family patterns and relationship patterns and how people misuse their positions of power, the control they have over people. And look at our servant leadership, the people who are supposed to be serving us and and helping us. Mm-hmm. Uh, career politicians, if I may say so, who have gotten rich in those positions serving us, but are actually telling us what to do. And... And so I took the domestic violence wheel of power and control and the different dynamics that you'll find on that wheel and just kind of fleshed out some of the examples of how we see that in mm-hmm. our government relation.
0: Well, so we talk a lot about gaslighting, and it's actually something we've been doing this podcast for five years now. And we didn't start talking about gaslighting until maybe two years ago. And I don't know if that's just because it's something we didn't know about yet or if it has just really ramped up since, say, the COVID lockdowns and the trusting of the science and all of the things like that. Uh, Have you seen gaslighting? If there were a chart of gaslighting, is it spiking up right now, do you think, or has it always been this way?
1: I think it's interesting to consider the dynamics because I don't know... I mean, I'm like an elder millennial, and so I don't know. I can go back to <laughs> historical examples that I don't quite remember or I was too young to really understand. Um, somebody brought up a great point yesterday that, about the media's complicity. They're part of the system, right? They're like one of the players in the pattern. And the way they spoke about Bill Clinton's escapades. And um, not to make any accusations, but like the situation with Monica Lewinsky, for a number of reasons, wasn't consensual, even if it's two adults. One of them being the power dynamic, and he may or may not, from what we understand, have engaged in other behaviors that hurt people in other relationships. Um, And the media was just like really cool about it. And so was it going on then? But we didn't have the 24-hour news cycle, or people like you and me maybe weren't quite aware of it. I think COVID definitely was like a microscope, and that we could start seeing it more clearly. And then because we're like under this barrage of propaganda. Now if you're looking for it, you see it everywhere. How so, much do you think
0: social media has helped out with their ability to
1: gaslight and propagandize all of us? Well, it's like free propagators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> you get some likes and and maybe and can monetize it and that has definitely helped.
0: Yeah. Uh so one thing, and maybe this is a maybe this is a tough one for you to go through. I don't want to blame the victim, but um whose fault is it? Is it the people who have that power and they use that power and they control people or is it the people who go along with it or don't i'm talking in the government sense right now i don't want to talk about people's relationships but uh what charlie and i are trying to do right now is to get people to stick to the truth to reality don't give in even if there's an emotional point if they're trying to uh intimidate you or, or any of the things that you went through yesterday uh don't give in don't go along to get get along. And so is there some responsibility on the victim side of this dynamic?
1: So I think it depends. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I didn't mention it yesterday, but so when somebody leaves a domestic violence situation, I think the statistic is it's like it takes seven or eight times to leave. So there Mm. are efforts and a lot of people will look at that person and say at a certain point, you're complicit, right? Like, you Mm. know, what's happening, you know, your children are being hurt, you know, all this and you choose to stay. And their dynamics that influence that so i think when we look at our friends and family members who have bought into the not quite reality mm-hmm. uh, they're influenced by a system that at, at a certain point there's that conversation about reality and like you can br- lead somebody to water right like you mm-hmm. can help them see and like mildly complicit <laughs> but but not but it's still the onus is on the abuser. The
0: yeah. yes the actual person that's so. that's doing it. They all they do a good job keeping everyone in a constant state of fear. Right. And so you're in that you're in like a fight or flight kind of mode. You're scared and they tell you that they're going to right. protect you with whatever thing and that's a good way to get people to to stop thinking objectively right. about things, right?
1: Right. And I mean I would add something that just kind of pops up for me is I think where the complicity comes in is when you turn around and perpetrate. So, like, yesterday we talked about the pendulum. And so most people who are abused don't actually turn around and perpetrate abuse. Mm -hmm. But many people who perpetrate abuse have been abused. And so you'll see it in trafficking survivors that they've been in these, like, really toxic, horrible relationships. And when they get the opportunity, they actually swing to sometimes abusive behaviors. And so I think, yeah, when somebody's been manipulated and their abuser has kept them in this system, second they get the opportunity to try to break out and they perpetrate the abuse, right? Like they name call people who are trying to have a reasonable conversation.
0: Yeah. Call you yeah.
1: name. Yeah, they um, don't invite you to... Example was like a kid's birthday party. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you know, they they blame you like they're swinging to that other side Uh, and it's, it's a function of the system, but they're, yeah, they're still,
0: well, there's also, there's people that the government will go after that I think could be exhibiting what would be called reactive abuse. And so they're victims of the abuse and they decide that they're going to finally react to it. Hmm in ways that we would not agree with, but sure. they also could be responding to that. And then that person ends up being the one right. that's crazy and gets in trouble. And yeah. and look, they were right the whole time. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
1: yeah. I mean, there was a story of a it was a, tr- a young girl who was, she killed her trafficker and she was on trial for it. Like, that's that. Yeah, I've swung too far. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so, I mean, it's the perfect, it's the perfect model for them. Uh, one of the patterns of, a, of abusive behaviors is... Um, They'll operate in, in the rest of your system and say, look how crazy this person is. See, they finally snapped, just like you said. So, yeah,
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little love. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past and honestly, it helped me quite a lot. Changed my life. Made me who I am today. And our co-host, Charlie, he's still using BetterHelp to this day. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/gml today to get 10% off your first month. That's H-E-L-P dot com/gml. I'm in, I'm interested in the process for uh, broadly helping the victim and you said you also talked to perpetrators. And so what is it normally that the victim needs to realize or overcome? I know there's not one simple thing. There's so many different things, but is it, do they lack uh, self-respect, self-confidence? Things like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. And so when you look at the the patterns of abuse, they're designed to take away your sense of self esteem, take away your sense of autonomy, mm-hmm. uh, take away your ability to believe in yourself, or that the world is safe. Make you there's a an image that was presented to me once. It's like living in a home and there's monsters outside. Like the the second you open the door, the monsters are gonna get you. Mm-hmm. And you're being told like you have to stay in the home because it's safe, right? <laughs> So uh, first, you just ha- you have to bring reality in a as a therapist. It's in a non-judgmental, loving way that balances this. Here's how you're seeing the world, and we understand why. And it's going to take you a minute. So the physiology of trauma changes the way your brain and body work, mm-hmm. and it you can be presented with all of the truth in the world, but it's going to feel in your body like that's not real. Interesting. So you have, it's it's the gentle push and pull uh, of let's come to reality. And you, you are welcome to live in the reality that your brain and body are telling you. It's miserable, mm-hmm. but you're welcome to stay that way until you have the motivation or something shifts for you that you're ready to start to challenge those beliefs.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, what about on the perpetrator side? You said you work with. Yes. Uh, uh, so. What are you trying to get them to realize, overcome? What's the epiphany that they need to have to be reformed if that's a thing that can happen?
1: And it is, and it's one of the yeah. hardest things. It's what I um, I educate other counselors and oftentimes I'll hear them say I'm never going to work with sex offenders. Mm-hmm. In some states you won't be allowed to unless you've done the trainings that I've done. In in states like smaller states you might they might show up on your door and the gov- the government hasn't, you know, organized anything to manage who sees them so you might be working with one it all starts with accountability and that is often the biggest hump i think it's the very first step in treatment like you have to own what you did Mm -hmm. without any kind of caveat minimizing shifting the blame we call them thinking errors (laughs) and i'll spend a ton of time in that part and once it clicks the rest of it, like the impact on who you've hurt starts to change, understanding why you're engaging that behavior starts to change, making changes in the patterns in your world so that you don't engage in those. All of that shifts after you just own that you're doing it. And I haven't, you know, thinking about the government, I haven't heard that.
0: No, no, they can't, they can't admit when they do anything wrong. We talk about that a lot because I'll go through my spiel on that they can't admit wrongdoing because that means that they can do things wrong which means you can question them anytime they want you to do anything because they're capable of being wrong about things so therefore you should question them so they have to be this entity that can't be wrong about things to actually have that power and control over everyone i don't a lot of these people are not going to admit maybe they could maybe you could uh, start a business where you counsel uh, Reform politicians, you know?
1: So I've considered, I mean, it'll never, I don't (laughs) have any grand ambitions, but I'm like, (laughs) I should run for an elected position. And my slogan would be like, DC needs a sex offender therapist. (laughs) uh, And I think it works on a few
0: levels. (laughs) I think there's a big need for that actually in in DC. Sorry, I don't know that for sure. Just, you know, I heard on the news (laughs) that that could be a thing. So people taking accountability, what's the big barrier to that? Do they not want to accept that they are that person who did that or do they are they just a person who doesn't care are they psychopathic or sociopathic right. or Whatever. And some of them know? are yeah. like you'll
1: find people with different you know maybe personality disorders mm-hmm. they uh, like antisocial personality is is the psychopath yeah um, for lack of like a, just as like a to sort of use a term that everyone yeah. will
0: understand. Um,
1: so sometimes it's personality disorder, which still some of it can be genetic, and some of that is a trauma response. Like uh, so much of even in in treatment, we don't. I would never call a client like you are a sex offender. And when I teach students, I don't I don't talk about abusive people. It's people who perpetuate abuse. Because we're trying to help extrapolate, like, you're not the monster that you are acting like. You're a human being with a beating heart, and and you bleed like I bleed, and you've really, really hurt people. And I think for just owning that they're capable of doing that, or owning that they caused the hurt that they've been trying to pretend they didn't, to allow yourself to feel that is crushing. Uh, So I spent a while working with um, people who were engaged in really severe sex addiction. And their partners were just demolished, and and owning that somebody who you once loved you treated like that is it's more crushing to you, I think, than you think you can handle.
0: What kind of change in the person do you see after you get them to admit that uh, after you get them to take responsibility and accountability? Is there like a weight lifted off of their shoulder afterwards, or Uh, yeah?
1: yeah. And I mean, like the return of a compassionate person. And so I mean, it's hard. I even think, and I have a really hard time. I look at some of our friends in the system. And it's hard to imagine that at some point you might have been a compassionate person looking at the picture of Hillary where it's like, <laughs> happy birthday to this future president. Like that that was not an abusive, hope. Uh, maybe, I guess I couldn't say for sure, but probably when that picture was taken, she was just like the kind of girl who went outside and did things that little girls do. And I wonder what it would be like <laughs> for a Clinton to have that moment of catharsis of I've, I'm owning what I've done. But you're right, it, then it, it means, I think it's a beautiful thing, and maybe that's just because I'm a therapist, like, when somebody can own that I make mistakes, it's something I try to model as a parent, that I think my parents were able to say I was wrong, and that's so meaningful, but but it equalizes the playing field a little bit. Yeah. So
0: I'm not going to hold my breath on the Clintons having that <laughs> uh, happen with them, but hey, it's possible for anyone. Now, what can we do as people with our abusive relationship with the government, or even those uh, maybe people in relationships, like what kind of things do you need to take note of to remember to combat that, or maybe boundaries, things like that.
1: Yeah. Boundaries are one. Yeah. Um, and even, so this is my trick as a provider who sits and hears horrible stories, or even I'll, like, sometimes somebody will try to get, they'll goat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some really awful, like off-putting things said to me by my clients. It's keeping your own composure. And so modeling for somebody, this is what it looks like to not get swept away, to not let the fear sweep you away, to not let that dysregulate your body, to set a boundary with how I'm gonna respect myself, that I'm not going to play into the fear, that's a boundary for me. I'm going to sit and I'm gonna take a measured approach. I'm going to assess risk versus reward in all of these policies. Um, So modeling that, modeling boundaries, modeling healthy relationships that I I actually haven't cut my friends out of my life for their choices politically. Like there might be some boundaries where I'm not, where I'll set them with some of my beliefs, but we're still friends and modeling that you can be friends with people who see the world differently than you.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you have all the friends have that same uh, feeling with you that they were fine, that you felt the way you did about uh, certain things, you know?
1: Nope.
0: Yeah. (laughs) we've all got those people (laughs) that we used to have in our lives
1: Um, i have such vivid memories too especially with covid covid was just it it was for i think a lot of people the lights clicked on and i just i can feel it in my body just that memory of i can't believe you're somebody who you know i would go to the ends of the earth for you and the way you're speaking about me makes me sound like a monster and i promise i'm not like
0: Oh, it's sad that that happened for a lot of people, but uh. I don't know, maybe like you said it's kind of a kind of a light bulb moment uh, that we need to work on that as uh. a I I think that's probably a good place for us to end and are is there is there any place people can go to follow anything that you have to say on these topics or?
1: Yeah. And so I'm on TikTok, and, every, yeah. and so it's geared more towards mental health. And I talk a lot about trauma and resiliency and I've started talking a little bit about sex offender treatment. Um, but every once in a while I dip my toe into saying something a little libertarian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it. Carefully. <laughs> carefully. Carefully.
1: Uh, which is part of right modeling and try, that's where I'm trying to affect a little bit of change. Like, look, somebody with nuanced thinking can throw out an idea. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it gets me accused of being a Trump lover or something <laughs> else. Uh, but yeah, so I'm on TikTok at Faultline Counseling. And okay. uh, yeah, not a whole lot of libertarian content, but I think it's you extrapolate, take what works for you and bring it to the liberty movement.
0: You probably have a couple new followers with us because uh, pretty much exclusively mental health content these days. Uh, (laughs) Very important.
1: (laughs) That's why hearing you talk about it at the State of the Union, Mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, That like, you get it. It's it's amazing that you get it. So um, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on today.